coming to Isaiah. I'm sorry, not Isaiah. You know what I'm thinking, Isaiah? Yvette was singing that song. That's become one of my favorite chapters, Isaiah 6-1, when Isaiah was taken up by the Lord in the Spirit. And he was shown God sitting on his throne. And it was so powerful. I said, and, and you see, he, God had his robe on. He had his train. and It represented the Holy Ghost. And, and, and Isaiah looked at this and he said, man, wow. So, man, what am I doing here? But the prophet of God said, I'm a man of unclean lips. What, how, what am I worthy even to stand before the Lord on his throne? And man, I tell you what, I said, I said, I said Lord, he saw you. <laughs> he saw your face. He saw God sitting on his throne. And I just started thinking about that. I said, Lord, what a powerful, powerful thing that happened to the prophet Isaiah. But really, I want to turn to Jeremiah 6, verse 16. And we're going to start there this morning. I, I think I have some glasses somewhere. <laughs> Hey, you want to hear something funny? I was, getting, I was preaching one day, and I was looking for my glasses. And I said, where were they at? <laughs> they were so much. <laughs> Sometimes you can. Listen, I got, I got a blessing yesterday. I mean, I'm 60 years old, and uh, I went to get my fishing license. And my <laughs> I, I didn't know if it was a blessing or it was just God telling me to get into home. <laughs> it was usually $30-something, dollars and I, you have to get the – was going – Fish at Lake Fawcett, not uh, Super Bowl Point. And I need a salt water license. So this, with the salt water and the fresh water, it was uh, $32. I got mine for $5.50 yesterday because I'm a senior citizen. <laughs> I said, man, this is good. I don't know. I'm happy for getting, getting that or I'm sad for getting old. I don't know what to think anymore. <laughs> but anyway. Me and my wife had a good day. <laughs> I'm in Jeremiah chapter 16. Je no, chapter 6, I'm sorry. Jeremiah 6. <laughs> we, know who, we know who else is getting old, I believe. <laughs> chapter 6. Verse 16. There you go. Verse 16. Hallelujah. Y'all slow today. <laughs> well, I know, but <laughs> I was thinking about something uh, a while ago. We was worshiping. I remember at 20 years old, me and my wife walked in this little church. Oh, my God. Our life was destroyed. We didn't know what direction to go. You know, we were married, but we just barely married. You get what I'm saying? Fighting each other. You know, and, and, and I don't think we'd be here today if it wouldn't have been that we came to this church. And we came in here, young people. I hear you used to be black, too. <laughs> and you know what? We, we, we learned a lot. And we came here and we sat down and we... We, I thank God for the men of God that were here. I say that quite often. But man, I gave my life to give our life to Christ. Decided to serve the Lord with our lives. But the preachers that were here said, Lanny, you got to do this. You got to be an example or testimony to what God is doing in your life. Then I started realizing some things had to change. I started realizing that God demanded me to live a godly life. Listen, listen, people say, well, you go to church and do all that. You're in bondage. No, you're not. You're free. You're in bondage before because you was going to hell. Satan had you trapped. But I came to church, and me and my wife, we learned about Jesus. We gave our heart to Christ, and we decided to serve him. I wouldn't trade that moment for nothing on this earth. Because I know if it wouldn't have happened, I'd probably be dead. Because of the gospel, because of Jesus, because of what he taught me. See, when God teaches you something, he don't want to punish you. He just wants to get close to you. Come on, Holy Ghost. You hear what I'm saying? Every time you make a decision for the Lord in righteousness and do what God says, you get closer to him. My Lord, y'all listen to me this morning. Somebody say amen or something. I know you're live. Hallelujah. Listen, 
Well, every time you make a righteous decision for God, you're just getting closer to Him. Right? You gave your life to Jesus, you're born again. You're going to heaven, okay? You're saved. But sometimes, even as Christians, we're far away from Him. Right? We're learning that it's more valuable to obey than not to obey. The, further, the more you disobey, you, you, draw, you, 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 you distance yourself from the Lord. I heard this, this, this example years ago, and it stuck with me. You know, I, I could go play in dirt because I sell dirt and gravel. And stuff. Sometimes I ain't, I ain't too good. <laughs> I'm dirty. <laughs> dirt and grease and grime. But when I get in that shower, man, I feel like a new day started. Because like <laughs> you know why? I rinsed the, the filth of the, 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 the day off of me. You see what I'm saying? I feel refreshed. I feel like I can go sit down with me and Janice, eat my favorite ice cream. I found some the other day. I thought they stopped making it, but I found it. <laughs> Peanut butter party ice cream. Look out, Joe. If you get you, can get you some, grab it. That's better than Bluebell. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> You go and, you, and you, 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 you take the dirt of the world off of you. I said, you know, and, and you, just imagine you're in a dark room, and that's what the Lord had revealed to me. You go and you, you, you're all dirty, and, and you're in a dark room, and, and you start dusting yourself off, and all of a sudden a little light comes on, right? And you get closer to it, and you realize, well, I'm still dirty. <laughs> oh, you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> the closer you get, man, I can't believe I missed that spot, you <laughs> And when you ride under it, oh, my God, you find out just how ugly and how dirty you are. Hallelujah. Right? And, and listen, it, it ain't a pretty sight. And listen, I don't like looking in the mirror too long because I see some things that ain't right. <laughs> That's an ugly sight, bro. <laughs> Seriously. I still at it and I said, you know what? There's a spiritual lesson in looking in the mirror. Because some people look in the mirror and they forget what they see. Right? Well, yeah, but James says it like this. It's called a natural man beholding his face in a mirror. And he looks there, and for those that are going to do what God says, he's going to do something about what he sees, right? But those that don't do it, they forget what they saw. My God. So they're looking into, listen, you want to be honest with your own heart? You get a long way with God. I've been serving the Lord 40 years, maybe? More than that? 41 years. We, we, we come over here when Jan, me and Janice were just married. Barely two years. Now we're 42 years married. But I can tell you right now, if we wouldn't have come to church and hear the gospel, we wouldn't be here. So when I look at people brag on how they got things and they're rich and they're doing things, listen, I'm richer than they are because I still got my wife. I thank God for that. If I'd have kept on going that way, I wouldn't, it wouldn't, have, wouldn't be here. Now I know people go through stuff. They get to, some people get divorced and stuff. I'm not knocking that, praise God. Things happen. But I'm just saying that if we would have did that road, we wouldn't be here. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're saved. Whatever you did in the past is gone. Come on. It's gone. Our sins are forgiven. It's now that matters. Ready? Now. Today, y'all. Bowen, all y'all. Today, right now. What are you going to do with your life today? What? Listen. I wish it was like a lot of preachers out there making it sound like it's chocolate cake religion. You know what I'm saying? Well, I like chocolate, bro. Ooh. I got, I, I, listen, I'm a chocoholic. Holy oh, bad reason. I got a chocolate demon in me, man. Listen. <laughs> Seriously. I love it. Listen. You have a, I like, I didn't even get me. I'm trying to resist it because it's tempting me. The ding-dongs. Now they got them with chocolate in the middle, bro. Chocolate on top, chocolate in the round, chocolate in the middle. Man. <laughs> Jesse, I went to the grocery store. Uh, it went, hey, Lenny, you want your ding-dongs? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, nope, no ding dongs, hallelujah. <laughs> but anyway, I remember coming here. 
I remember what I, what I heard. And you know what? I don't regret one moment of it. I'm not lying to you. God knows my heart. I'm not lying to anybody. I don't, I don't regret one moment coming here and hearing the gospel. Because me and Janice walked out. Listen, we come over here. We had what you call intensive times of fellowship. You ever had one of those with your husband and your wife? You're arguing. You're arguing with you. All the way to church, you get, hello, brother. We love you. Oh, yeah. Paul, oh, that's hypocrisy, bro. <laughs> we love you, brother. Oh, sister. Oh, God, God wants a word. Give you a word today, sister. And you just finished calling your husband everything under the sun. I'll... <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I went through all of that. <laughs> Listen. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to read this to you. <laughs> oh, I'm repenting, all right? <laughs> One time, and <laughs> I was at my house. And, I, I, and, and you know what? Listen, I don't have it all together sometimes. Oh, but that was, that, listen, that was, that was uh, about 30 years ago. 30 years. So don't, don't judge me right now. <laughs> and Janice was having problems with her feet. I'll never forget that day. And I got in there, and I said, uh, uh, she was in bed. She couldn't get up. I said, I want, a, I want an egg sandwich right now. I want an egg sandwich. And she couldn't get up, and boy, I got mad, man. I said, I'm going to fix my own sandwich. <laughs> Listen, and, and, and check, I'm telling you, I'm, I got my toasted bread going, man. I said, man, I'm, I'll, I'll mow myself right yourself, man. The Lord said, you big dummy. <laughs> Oh, I felt about as low as that. On the, I could crawl under them chairs. So you big dummy. <laughs> then you know what? You know, you get kind of get religious. You start singing Christian songs, trying to make yourself feel good. And it, it didn't work. It didn't work. I tried to sing and it wouldn't help. But you know, I had to make a change. I got back. I went to work and I was feeling about as low as a, a skunk on the rock. Man, I was just, it was just bad. But listen. I got on the phone after the Lord dealt with me enough and beat me up a little bit. And I need to be beat up, praise God. God, God listen, he don't beat with a hammer. He beats with conviction. You better thank God when you can, you can hear his voice. And sometimes it's not always what you want to hear because the flesh don't want to hear. You better change. You better turn around, right? And I remember picking up the phone. I said, Jan, my God, I'm sorry. I was really sincere and, and repentant. And I felt the, the Spirit of the Lord just comfort me. Because I knew I had did what was right. You know what's the problem in us? <laughs> boy, you better stop, boy. <laughs> you know what gets in the way of us? Us. <laughs> Eva, you know that word I came up with, us. <laughs> with us is the problem. And you know what? And I started, I, you can't find that in a dictionary nowhere. There's no such word as us, but I made that up. Us is the problem, right? <laughs> but you know what? I felt so good, Sister Kathy, when I came to church and I saw people of God worship and I, and I was learning the word of God. I'm going to tell you from my own testimony, okay? I can remember the things that God done in my life, sitting where you're sitting at right now and learning the ways of the Lord. I wouldn't trade it for all the money in the world. Because I knew what I was getting was rich. I knew what I was getting was right. And I knew what I was getting was going to change my life. But now we have another gospel out there that doesn't, that doesn't tell you what I just told you. We got a new ways, new, new, new experiences in the Lord. We're coming up with new doctrines and new, new ways to get to God. There ain't no new way. Jeremiah 6 verse 16 says this. Thus said Lanny. Let's say Sister Janice or whoever in here. Who's talking to you right here? The Lord. <laughs> Thus said the Lord. Stand ye and, and act. Stand ye in the way and see and ask for the what? The old paths. See, Jeremiah was preaching during the time where Ju uh, Judah was in rebellion. They wanted to go to church, but they kept their old ways. They kept their, I mean, their, their old idolatry. The old way he's talking about is God's way. But they, they came up with new ways. That's what I want to say. 
they were, uh, were worshiping Baal. They were worshiping false gods. They were, they were sinning. They were doing a lot of evil things. And, and Jeremiah had to say, listen, you need to go back and see what God told you in the law. Go back and re read what God says about the old path, the right way. Listen, I, I'm so bothered in my spirit when I can see Christians doing things they ought to not be doing. But they'll find a preacher that'll say, oh, don't worry about that. Don't even worry about sin. God saved you, now live like you want. Oh. Be happy, be, be, be joyful. Let me tell you something. Oh, boy, I'm going to get off into preach. <laughs> Pray for me. <laughs> this is not a happy gospel. It's not a fun gospel. Or a feel-good gospel. Though if you serve the Lord... All that stuff comes with it, okay? This is a holy gospel. This is a gospel that will separate you from the world and set you aside from everyone else. Listen, I got a lot of friends here. I love people here. I can come to church and I can talk about the Lord all I want. Everybody loves it. But you can't do that in the world. The first thing the world is going to tell you, don't judge. Well, I don't know where they find that in the Bible because the Bible says if... I take the speck out of my eye. Then I can see clearly to help you remove yours. Then the Lord's saying, if you change your life, listen, I can go tell Bowen to stop lying if I'm the biggest liar on the block. Come on, somebody. I can't tell somebody to change if I haven't changed, right? And that's the whole principle. You got to go back to the old path. In our case, it's the New Testament. The message that Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Remember that one? John the Baptist started off, repent. Jesus came right behind, repent. Repent from what? From sin, from your evil ways. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to finish reading this verse, but that's about a month. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I want to know what's wrong with me. All right? And I started discovering some stuff about myself I don't like. And it's between me and the Lord. It's personal, okay? I don't have to come and blurt out to y'all, but it was just something that inside my spirit, inside my life, how am I being a testimony to Jesus Christ if I take the same mouth that I claim to worship you with and go curse somebody else with it? You know what I'm saying? Try to take, the Bible says you can't make uh, bitter water and sweet water come out of the same fountain. And I found myself, you know, not, not cursing people, but just in my heart angry at people. Just, you know, and the Lord has to remind me, son, out of your mouth comes the issues of life. You get what I'm saying? Power of life and death is in the tongue. And what we say makes all the difference. Is what, what, listen, as a young Christian, man, I used to learn some hard lessons. Listen, I come back home, listen. I didn't have a good day, man. They, they don't like me. I'm a Christian at work, and they're all talking about me, making fun of me. And I come back home, and, and, and Jen, Jen, everything would be good. But the minute I get there, the whole spirit of the house would change. <laughs> that She could have been singing songs all day about the Lord, and I come and mess the whole thing up. Let me tell you what went on at work. Let me tell you how bad it is. Oh, man, and the world's messed up. Oh, man, and people don't, there's some evil. And you're <laughs> Honestly, and I started... <laughs> As I was growing in the Lord, I said, Lord, there's something wrong with that. Hey, it's not right. No. And I started examining my own, you know, as a young Christian, even now, learning when to open my mouth and when to shut it, right? But what's bad, if I have something in there I want to say, even if I don't open my mouth, it's, it's in there. Out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. You know what the mouth is? A pop-off valve. Put your on, nobody working anymore. Listen, when that pressure's high, it's going, you hear it screaming or howling, a valve, a pressure, the valve, the, the, the gauge goes up. Danger, danger. It's a pop-off valve. Listen, if, that, if that, that valve is going into the danger zone, let the pressure off, man. Going back to the house and just... Blow it off or do something, praise God. Don't let it. Listen, you can destroy more with your big mouth than you can do anything else. Right? 
And I learned as I was coming here, getting back to Bob, I'm, I'm repenting good today, bro. I'm going to be a clean man before I get out of here. <laughs> so, and you know what? I said, Lord, how much do I got to still deal with? Son, till I come back. <laughs> it don't yet appear what we're going to be, the Bible says. But when he comes, we're going to be like him. You know why? Because we're going to be changed. In a moment, we get him alive. The Bible says the dead in Christ, I'm a rapture preacher. I believe he's coming. Praise God. I believe he's coming soon. Praise God. Listen, I'm looking up. Praise God. The more I see the things going on in this world, I believe he's coming. And he's coming for those that are looking for him. Praise God. He's not coming for those that say they're Christian and they're doing something else they shouldn't be doing. Praise God. He's coming for those without spot or blemish. He's, and I don't mean you're going to be perfect, but in your heart is a desire for God, a desire to see him, a desire to meet him. I can't think about the time when I'm going to stand up at his feet and fall and worship those nail-scarred printed feet, praise God, and just stay there. And, and maybe for, I don't know how long, maybe a year, just <laughs> worshiping the Lord. I'm looking for that day. You know what I learned about the rapture? In this church. Man, every time... I see a light in the sky. That could be Jesus. I was looking for him. And I still am. I'm waiting. But I don't be like a lot of people say, well, he's been like that for years. People have been saying that for years. He ain't come yet. Yes, he's coming, praise God. You want to not wait? That's your business. But I am waiting. And I'm expecting. He could come before the, this service ends this morning. But he says, stand ye in the way and see. And that's the old path. Come on, somebody. You want to know what is right? Ask for the old paths. You want to know what is right? Ask for thus said the Lord. You want to know what was right? Ask for the cross. What Jesus did at Calvary. And live for him. Cherish that sacrifice like it's the most important thing in, this, in your life. And it should be. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when it's all going to end... That's just going to be Jesus. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I hate to bust somebody's bubble. It, when it's all going to end, when time is not going to stop, when that's going to happen, when the time won't matter anymore, you get in heaven, you can throw your clock away, throw your calendar away, because time won't even matter. You're going to be with him forever and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> Listen, you don't have to worry about getting up and going to work, Bowen, Ray, all of y'all in here. You don't have to worry about following the clock. <laughs> take medicine because <laughs> as you get older you might need a couple of pills here and there <laughs> come on somebody he says look for that old path I want to go back to what and I have praise God listen I, there's times I've drifted but I've came back I realized that what it was good enough come on Holy Ghost 40 years ago is good enough now if it change, if it worked back then, it'll work right now. If it changed my life back then, it'll change my life right now. That's how powerful God's word change it not. The Bible said it is settled in heaven. I can't change it. You can't change it. This church can't change it. A, a, a denomination can't change it. Whether it's Catholic or Baptist or Methodist or Presbyterian or full gospel, it's not going to change. God said it. That settles it, and that's finished. Hallelujah, boy, you're quiet. He settles it. There's nothing going to change it. The old patch, where, it, where is the good way? Somebody say the good way. What way? The good way. The old patch bring what? The good way. The old patch bring what? The true way. The right way. And walk therein. I like that. Walk therein. Follow it. Follow it. Don't worry about what so-and-so is doing next to you. Follow the Lord. Don't worry about what your neighbors are doing. Follow the Lord. Don't worry about what that one and this one is doing. If they want to go to hell, that's their own business. Hallelujah. But you got to serve the Lord. Follow the ways of the Lord. I'm going to tell you something right now. People have, well, if I, I devote my life to Jesus, my whole family is going to not want to be around me. I'm going to lose all my friends. Let me tell you something. I have better friends now than I've ever had in that world. Praise God. Because if I'd have followed those friends I was with in the world, I'd be where a lot of them right now, dead. 
Bowen said it this morning. He's right. And I was, I'm the same way. A lot of those young boys who went to, who grew up all in their grave, y'all. I can number about 90% of them dead. They were on drugs. Hallelujah. They were following their sinful ways. And now they're paying the price for eternity. Don't let that be you, praise God. Don't let a man or a woman make decisions for you. You make a right way. You say, I'm going the right path. I'm going to follow the right way, the good way, the way that God ordained. My Lord, I feel like preaching, praise God. And ye shall find what? Somebody read it. Find rest. Find rest. Where? In the good way. In the right path, the old way. You'll find rest in the, in the old way. The way that made a difference, the way that changed your life. I'm standing up here as a testimony. This book works. You understand what I'm saying? The Holy Ghost works. Jesus and him crucified works. I'm telling you, it works. I, I'm the, I, listen, I am a testimony to that. You, a servant of the Lord, are a testimony. It works. The old way works, boss. Oh, but we want to go to those new churches where they got the lights and the, and the smoke and the, and, and the long-haired preachers. And, and, and listen, get out of that stuff, man. <laughs> Find you somebody that will preach the gospel to you. I'm not saying just me. Find somebody that says righteousness is still righteousness. And unrighteousness is still unrighteousness. Where evil is still evil and good is still good, right? Come on, Holy Ghost. Go back to the old way where the preacher didn't mind sticking that crook. I'm not going to crooked finger in about 20 more years. I can still put it straight. <laughs> where the preacher said, live for the Lord. Get out of sin. Don't walk in the ways of darkness. Follow the right of white way. I said that 50 million dollars. I said, those are not 10, 10 opinions. They're not what God thinks you should do. Those are 10 commandments. You better do them. Follow the ways of the Lord. You better put your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary 2,000 years ago. That is the right way. <laughs> Listen, it's not, I'm not saying this walk was always easy. Come on, somebody. You know, you know, listen, I started living for the Lord. I bet I had more trouble than I was. Listen, I was reading that. I made, you got to read that chapter. Go read Psalms 23. The, the, the wicked don't let them have any problems. They got more than they desire. And, 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 and the uh, psalmist was writing this, and he was envying the wicked. He said, God, I pray all the time. I'm always serving you. I have all this trouble. <laughs> and it says when he went into the house of the Lord, it's when he understood. The wicked is only enjoying this for a season. What you sow in is for eternity. What you, what you believe in is going to carry you forever and ever and ever. My God, do you hear what I'm saying? Forever. His life on this earth is going to end one day. He's going to pay for his sin and his destruction if he don't repent. But for you that believe in Jesus, you're never going to die. You're going to live with Jesus forever. 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 Never to see sickness or disease. Never to be... <coughs> Feeling the afflictions you're feeling. And none of that stuff you see, though. All the suffering you see, well, it won't be around there. Jesus is the forever. The good way. <laughs> the eternal way. The right way. Whatever you do in the Lord and serving the Lord, you, you're only sowing into the future. I see that quite often. There are people that died with millionaires, some billionaires. They would give everything they got. And live on top of a dump heap, trash pile, to get one more chance to hear the gospel you're hearing today. But it won't happen. They made a decision for the world. Now they're burning forever. They didn't take one penny with them. They as depressed, as defeated, as broke, and as their, their lives are in torment forever. Because they said a love of money is what we want. The right path. And ye shall find rest for your soul. How many looking for rest today, this morning? Seriously. Rest for your soul. He says, but. 
And this is Jeremiah talking to the people in his day. They, they said, we will not walk therein. We will not obey God. We will not obey His Word. We like the life we're living. Come on. Come on, somebody. How many people you say, well, you, you can't be doing that. You're a Christian. Well, I'll be like it like this. You can go to Coto Homes to that church of bondage if you want, but we, we're free. We, li- we live in our life just like we want. We can go to heaven and still do all the other things we want to do. No, you can't. Come on, somebody. You have to make a choice. Now, I'm not going to say you're going to be perfect the first day. You got to walk this thing through, man. You got, you, got the, you got to walk your walk with God as you grow. Things change. Your desires change. Listen, I have no desire for the honky-tonks. I have no desires to run around with the people of Satan. None. But it took a while before that. I was saved. I, when I got saved, I was saved. But I had to learn. I had to grow. I had to, my desire for the Lord would grow. I'd get less desire for the things of this world. And it's even worse now. I, <clears throat> I have no desire for the things of the world. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, from, I've been examining. I don't want all of this world. I don't want nothing in this world. All I see today is hate, man. And disease and this division and bitterness and desire for control and power. The wicked are fighting each other. Now they're going to get together and come against you and me, the believer. Because you're going to blame the church after a while for what's going on in this country. If these Christians would just stop saying homosexuality is a sin, we could live a better life. It is a sin. They can say adultery is a sin. It is a sin. They can say lying and cheating is a sin. It is a sin. I didn't write that, praise God. The Bible says so. And when you look at that stuff, you say, well, the, the people in that other church says, well, you, you don't have to listen to all that no more. Sin don't matter no more. And they have preachers saying that. Sin is irrelevant. You're saved by grace, and all of a sudden now you've you got this little magic uh, covering over your head, and, and no matter what you do now, you're going to heaven. Let me tell you something. That is hypocrisy. You're saved by grace, true. But grace is not a license to sin. Grace is more powerful. See, we don't hear the other side of grace. Grace died on that cross for you. Grace paid the price for your miserable life and mine. Grace is constantly following you every day because not to let Satan destroy you. Grace is our hope and faith. Grace is everything we live by. But grace is not what preachers are making it. Grace is the hope of living eternal life with Jesus. Grace is the hope and peace of God in our lives. Come on, Holy Ghost. The joy of the Lord filling our lives, knowing that we're not going to hell. Knowing that we're not dying in our sins. That because of His grace, we have hope of eternal life. When I hear people say, well, I'm, I'm going to heaven, I'm saved by grace. You don't know what grace means, buddy. You have no idea That's right. what grace is about. No right. Grace is powerful. And it, like I said, it costs the Lord his life for you. I'm going to say that. Listen, please listen. Those nails that were nailed to that cross was my nails. Those thorns that were put on his head, the the beating he took was my beating. He did it in my place. Because I couldn't pay that debt. It took the perfect lamb of God to give his last drop of blood on that cross that you can go to heaven. Don't come with this thing that I'm saved by grace and that's all I need. No, you need a whole lot more than that. There's an old song I used to sing. Uh. I'm going to think of it now. <laughs> About calling to the Lord, the only way you're going to get there is you've got to turn your life around. Right? And I can't think of the exact words, but I know what I want to say. It's going to come to me. You can't live like hell and get to heaven. <laughs> okay? Let me talk to you all on this side. I believe you're going to believe me. <laughs> You can't live like hell and get to heaven. 
You can't be singing Amazing Grace on Sunday morning and singing the devil with the blue dress on the rest of the week. Right? <laughs> Let me ask you, do you serve a 24-hour God or do you just serve a Sunday God? 24 hours. Every minute of the day. I'm finding myself waking up thinking about him. <laughs> uh, seriously, I'm finding myself waking up thinking about him. Good morning, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Good morning, Lord. <laughs> you know, it's a constant idea that our, our, our attitude is toward him. Right? And that's because you, you want to be with him. You want to worship him. I don't go to bed thinking about the devil went down to Georgia. I don't say, I'm not saying, listen, I'm not telling you I'm perfect. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not judging anybody. I'm saying that in my, my spirit, I, I, there's things don't come up, they don't come up anymore. The song somebody said the other day, they were talking about some of these country singers. They were naming them. I said, I never heard of them. How are you not going to hear them? They're famous. I don't know who they are. <laughs> Seriously, I don't listen to it. I like the Hensons. I like uh, the McKinney's. I, I love that old lady, man. You ever saw the lady with McKinney's? Oh, she blesses my heart, man. Oh. She's about, I guess, how old is she? She's about 80 years old right now. But she got a little rag. Oh, Jesus. Oh. I said, listen. <laughs> I, was, I was watching it the other day. You need to go watch the video. She, she, she said, my God is a big God. Huh? <laughs> my God is a big God. I said, Lord, come on, woman. <laughs> I said, Lord, how to preach. <laughs> I love songs about the Lord. I love songs about Jesus. Because they're the only ones that matter, right? But you can't be honky-tonking five or six days a week and come to church and sing songs about Jesus and expect the Lord to... <laughs> I know I'm preaching a little bit. I'm going to shut up in a little while. I'm going gonna, gonna to be there. <laughs> you got to seek the, the, the whole path. When I first came here, the first thing I noticed, and I'll say that, I'm going to say it again for the sake of it. The first thing I noticed, and my wife was with me, we were both walking through that door together. I felt the love of God. I, nobody told me about the love of God. Nobody. I just felt it. I just felt the love of God. And that's the first thing I noticed. Seriously. And, I, you know, I guess God had it for me that reason because when I started hearing the preaching, it was about the love of God. No matter what it was, preaching. How I live my life, how I'm supposed to present myself as a believer, how I'm supposed to walk in the Lord. All those corrections, all those rebukes was about the love of God, right? It's because God wanted me in a place. Listen, I could have said, I wish that preacher would stop talking about me. I would, hey, did he talk to my husband or my wife before he started preaching that? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I didn't talk to none of those. Nobody says the one. But he said, they didn't want this way. He says in the last part of the verse, but they said, we will not walk in it. Jeremiah said, you, you go back to the old path. We don't want the old path. Give us something new, right? Give us something fresh. You know, let us have a new prophecy. Somebody said, how good we are and how lovely we are and, and how we're not that bad and stuff. Listen, listen, when I learn more about myself, I find out just how rotten I am. <laughs> And I'm learning every day as a, a human being, as somebody that sometimes gets in the flesh, right, Jen? Sometimes. Sometimes. You know, I had some incidents a couple of days ago, and I, just, I was just, I said, I want something done a certain way. You said I argued about it. I said, no, I want it done that way. I told my son, I was talking about the truck. I said, son, I want it done this way. But daddy, huh, I want it done my way. Because I, I, knew it, I knew it needed to be done. I said, you can't sit there and say, well, let's, let's argue about this stuff. I'm not going to argue about it. It's going to be, that's what I want, right? How many of you wrestled with the devil and said, the devil said, well, <laughs> you don't need to read your Bible. I want to read my Bible. You don't need to go to church. I want to go to church. <laughs> come on, come on, holy, listen, listen. <laughs> you don't need to pray. I mean, I'll waste a lot of time in prayer. After all, you worked all day and you're tired and stuff. And hallelujah, hallelujah. And, and he said, I'm going to pray. You don't like that. Oh, no, you don't. See, there's no argument with a direct answer. When you tell the devil, I'm going to do it. 
Yeah, but come on. You, look at it. We could find out. Listen, we could sit in front of, and I don't do it no more, but we could sit in front of a football game for three hours and not blink an eye and argue with the, with the, the players and the coach. And, <laughs> they should have done it my way. And, and they sit there and get frustrated. But yet we can't take 15 minutes in the morning to seek the Lord or 20 minutes, however long you want to. Seek the old way. I got one more verse. I'm almost finished. I want you to, <laughs> I want you to turn with the, uh, John. First John, I'm sorry. First John. Chapter 2. And I'm going to finish, okay? If I would ask you today, if somebody would accuse you of being a Christian, could you defend it? It's like, no, seriously. I'm like, like, like if they would, they would put you on trial for being a Christian, would you have enough evidence to prove it? <laughs> uh oh. If they accuse you, well, we caught you going to church today. We looked in the, uh, your window and you were praying. I mean, could they get, would they have that against you? Accuse you of being a Christian? Well, this is one of the ways they can do if you want to. First John. Did I say John? But first John. Let me get to my spot. And I'm, I'm not going to be much longer. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> Paul, you'll give me trouble. Shut up, boy. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I hope you something. Hallelujah. But first John chapter 2. Verses 15. Read this with me, does you know I'm not lying to you, okay? Okay. Brother Mike asked me a question one time. He was sitting right there and just, and he told me, he said, Lenny, what's the world? I remember that so well. So I had to stop and think, what, you know, it's just, what, what's the world? We hear the world, you know, you don't follow the world, things like that. I said, anything that contradicts his word is the world. Anything that fights the gospel. Anything that's totally opposite. Right? So when the world is doing something and the Bible says not to do it, then we know it's the world. Right? The world tells you it's all right to lie if you can get away with it. It's all right to run around and do, and do this. It don't hurt. No, it hurts a lot of people. You get where I'm coming from? The world destroys lives. It puts, every, it puts its emphasis upon the person, and the person puts its emphasis upon the world. So you begin to have a marriage between you and the world, right? So you're thinking and acting just like the world. Never heard that before. <laughs> it's like you're married to something. You know, I, I ain't going to read it there, but the Bible says a person that is joined to a harlot is one with the harlot or whore. He becomes one with him. A person that's joined to sin and just don't want to becomes one with that sin, right? The Bible says a husband and a wife, they become one flesh. But, you know, when you start dealing with the world and you find that you're doing and, and, and acting just like the world, then you, you become married to it. And you become one with it. If John could see what we see today, <laughs> it was bad in his day enough. The one I'm fixing, he wrote this, this, the gospel of John. I mean, the first John. He, uh, one of Jesus' disciples wrote this book, this little epistle. My, you read out the New King James. Do not love the world. I love not the world or the things that are in the world. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know what the world is? I, I started examining that. So when Brother Mike asked me years ago, but now even as an older Christian, anything that defies God and pulls worship away from Him is the world. Now, I'm not talking about you don't work and you don't buy things. So you, you get where I'm coming from? Anything that changes your mind toward worship. When I could watch 
a football game. They're sitting over, especially in Green Bay over there. I was watching that one time. Zero temperature. They're painting themselves, whatever, green or blue or whatever, with no shirts on. <laughs> Holland. For some idiot thinks he can carry a, a, a football 100 yards and so happens he makes it, man, the whole, the whole place erupts. <laughs> I asked myself one day, why? <laughs> you, you, you're jumping up and down, painting yourself blue and green and freezing to death for some nut that can carry a football 100 yards? And you think that is good? <laughs> who cares who won the Super Bowl 10 years ago? Who I don't even know who won last year. I can't even tell you. To, to, for what? Man, you think a revival breaks loose, man. You think, I mean, they're, they're waving their hands like that. And they're going up and down, jumping like a bunch of, I, never, I said, man, that's, well, if we could have that in the church, man, for the Lord. We, we'd be on fire, man. Some of you at that time might have bust your TV when the Saints didn't make a touchdown, Ali. <laughs> I was one of them. <laughs> Thank God I'm delivered. <laughs> no, as I grow in the Lord, I'm starting to realize this is stupid. It's like idolatry. You're going to bow. I remember one part of the scripture says, they took a, a tree out of the forest. And it was with a deck with silver and gold. But they said that they, some of them they carved it and made themselves idols out of it. And they would fall down and devote their lives to that piece of wood. And they'd take the rest of the wood they had left and go make warm their, their fireplace with it. <laughs> You're going to bow down to a piece of wood. <laughs> some of them would sacrifice their children to these pieces of wood. And they'd take the rest of it and put it in their fireplace to warm themselves. I said, what, wasn't the part you're burning in as holy as the one you just... And you know, you, it sounds funny, but it's dangerous. It's like the football stuff. I'm, I'm not going to people watch football. That's their business. But I've chose not to. Because I saw it was sinful. It was another religion. That's just me, okay? I found that it was, it, 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 it's, it, it was a worship of something. And I sat down and I said, Lord, I'm not going to take part of it. I'm not knocking Christians that do it. That's their business, okay? But for me, all right? I mean, that is... That is the new, America's new religion. Why on Sunday, right? Why they playing? Most people should be on church on Sunday, worshiping the Lord. Why would, the, why would they put it on Sunday? It's to, the devil is to keep people out of church. Keep people's mind of the Lord. And I found out <laughs> that was the world <laughs> for me, okay? Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Listen, if the saints would lose a game, I'd have problems sleeping at night. That's how bad it was. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> and I sat up on it and said, he should have did this, and he should have did this, and he should have done three years. And then I said, how stupid. Seriously, I was, I was coming to church at the Catholic. And I was worshiping, and I was worried about who they, made it, they were winning or losing. <laughs> That's how bad it was. I have no problem with that anymore. No I've I'm, I'm repented. I've been delivered. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> that's, that's how I felt. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> My boy Isaac likes to watch the things. I said, son, he comes in. I can't put it on. You can watch. Let's go watch somewhere else. <laughs> okay. And he says here, do not love the world or things in the world. If any man loves the world, the what? For all that is in the world. The lust of the flesh. Oh, the lust. I remember preaching a message. You know what our problem was? And I said, our problem, I preached a message called flesh, flesh, flesh. <laughs> it's the flesh. Lust generates flesh. Flesh generates lust. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it don't have to be a lust for a, 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 another man or woman. It could be a lust for money. It could be a lust for a lot of things. A lust for um, possessions. Brand new car. You know, uh, uh, Raleigh next door, he got a brand new Cadillac, so I got to have one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, here we go. 
It could be, yeah, might as well get in trouble. <laughs> I don't mind anymore. I'm 60 years old. I'm about halfway to live my life. I just don't preach. <laughs> just, just don't. Hey, listen, it's <laughs> another so thing I learned when I was a young Christian. Just be a let it preacher. Just open it up and let it fly. <laughs> okay. Love not the worldly thing. If any man loves the world, the lust of the Father is not in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Ooh. Remember I preached last week about the pride of man? It's not of the world. I mean, lust, pride of life. It's not of the Father, but of the world. The world passes away, and that's the key right there. Listen to me. This is all going to end one day. <laughs> you got that right. It's going to stop. Uh, life's going to end on this planet other than, well, I'm saying that when Jesus comes back. It's going to end. This is not going to continue. God's going to deal with sin and the world. And mark my word, I'm not claiming to be a prophet, but it will most definitely happen. I don't want to be caught on the wrong side of the fence. Listen, I learned something about myself. I'm still struggling with some things in my life, but I'm going straight. <laughs> Come on, right? I have to deal with things in my life as a Christian personally. See, I'm responsible to tell you what the Bible says, and you have to go do it. It's between you and the Lord, right? You can't blame me. You can blame me if I don't tell you the truth. But the road is straight and narrow, right? And me and you and everybody in here, including myself, everybody in this room, got to walk that straight and narrow path. I got to walk it with the Word of God. I got to see what God says and notice what He wants me to do. Everyone, listen, I tell people all the time, we, we, we pray for each other. We were a church. We're a body, one in Christ, okay? But when it comes down to walking this walk, you're going to have to make the decision yourself. Much as I love my wife, I can't make this decision for her, or husband, or children. I can depend on this, though. Listen, this is something I feel the presence of. I can depend on the seed I've sowed in prayer for them. That's what my hope, that what I ask God for in faith, He's going to do it. So she's going to heaven because she's praying for me and I'm praying for her. Because we believe in God for each other's salvation, right? Though we know the Lord, we still have to walk this walk. And it says here, but he who does, the world's going to pass away. God's going to judge it. He's going to redo what he has to do to it. Sin is going to stop on this planet. There won't be no more Marilyn Mansons, and there won't, won't be no more uh, uh, all these crazy people that's out there. God's going to stop it. Those that defy the Lord and blaspheme his name. I was watching one the other day. I said, I can't believe these people are opening their mouth. Saying these things. And it's, it's, always a, it's always against Jesus. Always. It's not against Muhammad. It's not against Buddha. It's, not, it's always against Jesus. Always have a blaspheming word against the Lord. But he says this. And I'm going to end with this. He that do it, the will of God. Abide it forever. I'm going to ask you a question. You can stand up a minute if you can. And this is personal, okay? I'm not going to, I'm just going to ask you this. If I ask you today, if you're giving your life to Jesus, don't answer me. Just you know in your own heart if you do or not, did or not. If I ask you if you're in the will of God or doing his will, could you tell me yes? Don't answer me because <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm just saying, in your own heart, could you actually say, I'm in the will of God? I am doing His will. Listen, you might say, Lane, but Lane, I'm not perfect. Me either. But I'm not where I was. <laughs> you get where I'm coming from? I'm crucifying my flesh daily. As I learn to get closer to God. As I learn to get closer to God. I'm finding my heart changing even more. I was born again 42 years ago. Gave my heart to Jesus. 
But I learned something. I still have a problem with the flesh. The things, the pride of man. You know what's my prayer every morning? I'm going to share, share this with you. I say, Lord, take the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life away from me. That's what it's, it's, it's the bottom line. If pride's in your hearts, ask God to deliver you. Even as Christians, we get prideful. Even as Christians, we get bitter. Even as Christians, we have unforgiveness and heart, you know, things happen in our lives. But all you have to say, and that's between you and the Lord. Lord, I don't want this in my life. I want to change. When I want to look at people with the love of Christ, as much as he loved me and gave himself for me, I, I, I know I can never match that, but I want, to, I want to have his vision. I want to see with his eyes. I want to hear with his ears. I want to touch with his hands. And God is dealing with us, me, you. And he's saying, you don't have to turn. Why are you standing? Listen, I read this this morning. The Bible says that how could Christ have fellowship with Balor or the devil in 2 Corinthians? How could light have fellowship with darkness? Come on, somebody. And, and, and how could you eat at the Lord's table and the devil's table at the same time? And it says this. Come out from among them. It don't mean you have to be self-righteous and isolate. It means come out from the world. Don't do what the world is doing. Don't listen to the world's song. Don't be... The old French were traiting with the world. Follow me. You're going to walk out that door today and you're going to walk out with... Something you're responsible with this morning. You heard something from the Lord. I heard something. we got to get out that door and we have to make some decisions. I wish this church would be filled with hungry believers that love Jesus. And, and I didn't have to tell them about, you, you don't follow the world anymore. <laughs> if we can get excited as those football players, those football fans get for those, for those nothings, for something that don't have no purpose, no... <laughs> Don't change your life, don't heal you, don't bless you, don't do nothing for you, but take your money and make you angry for something that don't mean nothing. <laughs> How much more if that could come into the church? <laughs> make you lose sleep for nothing. <laughs> hey, they want to pay somebody $15 million a year to carry a ball down the field. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I, I might get smashed in the one yard line but I'll try <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about absolutely for nothing it says come out from among them and be separate the Lord if I had a name this message anything the Lord what is that the old path go back to the old path most of y'all that were here before us, Kathy, Monita, Teresa, all of those, all those. I remember y'all, man. Y'all were some good. <laughs> and y'all, listen, worship was here, man. It was, it was great. People hungry for God. Y'all remember that? You remember the old path? <laughs> I'm not saying it's not there now. I'm just saying that there was excitement. There was expectation. You was waiting for Jesus to come back. Now people are just, just waiting for the preacher to shut up so the chicken dinner don't burn up. <laughs> there was excitement. I was, listen, let's go to church, man. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jump out of that bed, woman. Let's go. <laughs> but bow your heads a minute. Simple question. Are we? Not just you, in the will of God. Are we following the Lord? You only know that, not me, okay? Because I said, I'm not your judge. I only know you know what's, what you need to do, right? You know what you need in the Lord. Father, help us today. Lord, I pray as we get ready to dismiss this service. Lord, I pray that you would move in each other, our hearts. Show us your way. Give us a desire for your way. Give us a hunger 
for your way. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch everybody here. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, move by your power. Have your way in our lives, Father God. Touch our lives. Change us, Lord God. Help us to grow close to you and to draw near to you. You said in your word, draw near unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. Purify your hearts, your double-minded. Cleanse your hands, you, you sinners, and come to me. 